are. <laughs> I'd be like, other Indian dudes got tiny schlongs, dude. I'm the only one that can bang. I told this to my African-American friend. He didn't like it. He's like, dude, you can't be bringing your ego into the minority movement. And he's like, and I'm like, well, I, f I don't feel like I have that with, like, Indian guys, you know, because we're, we're hella competitive and stuff, you know? It's like when Hasan Minhaj got his show canceled, I was like, great, I'm available. <laughs> when, uh, when Aziz Ansari almost got canceled, I was like, sick, that article I wrote worked. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm trying to be more, more woke and stuff. It's a tough time. We're all trying to be more woke, you know, but it's hard, man. Um, I try to relate to other minorities, and it's very tough because I feel like I relate to white people too much. It's not good. I don't know. Every time I relate to a minority, the whites pull me back in. Like, I don't know, I go to a protest, right? And I'm like, oh, minorities, we're in this together. You know, the struggle is real. And then I, I go to a yoga studio, and I'm like, white people know me better than me. <laughs> right? It's crazy. I eat chicken tikka masala, what I thought was the food of my people, right? And then I find out it was made by the British. And then for a second, my dumb brain goes like, maybe colonialism, not so bad. <laughs> maybe take over again and we get chicken tikka masala too. Too fast, too curious. <laughs> Starring Vindaloo Diesel. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's tough, it's tough trying to be woke, man. I'm trying to be more woke. Here's the thing, like, I can't wait until our, this might be a risky joke. I don't know if I could say, this, uh, this joke has swearing in it. Can I do this? Okay, will you guys not tell? Like the commission or whatever? Okay, I'm trying to be more woke, it is tough. Here's the thing, I can't wait until our technology gets woke, genuinely. Like, give me a woke Alexa, you know? So I don't gotta think about being woke anymore. So I'm just like, hey Alexa, play Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Alexa's just like, why don't you remember the time he touched those kids? Ooh. Or like, hey Google, play the Cosby Show. Playing Dateline. Ah. Teaching moment, just like Bill Cosby would have wanted. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Um, I feel like I'm doing. I, I did pretty good. Uh, Josh, you want to like uh, can we like play like a blues riff for a hot second and then like freestyle over it? Would that be fun? Yeah, we'll do it for like a minute and then I'll get off stage. Thanks, Pam. Oh, I've been up here forever. Yeah. 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 Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Give me a topic, somebody. My name is Vishal. Women's college. I once knew a girl. She made my world. She went to Mills College. That was a real place. That's a women's college. That was a place. And guess what her race was? She was white. She was white. <laughs> I wasn't that good at this. I should have planned ahead before I volunteered to do something I wasn't good at. Let's. Can you, uh, can we land this plane, dude? <laughs> Hey, one more time for Josh Kahn, everybody. One more time for Pam. Thank you guys so much. MV Sean Call, yay! He hasn't ever felt the blues because he went to Berkeley. So that's <laughs> how that works. That's. 
<laughs> when I went to college, all my parents paid for it all. <laughs> and I learned that I could do anything I wanted. Because my name was Fisher Call. Yeah. Oh, I'm 25. I've never felt pain. <laughs> oh, I'm 25 years old. <laughs> He's a funny comedian. But he won't be the same unless he actually lives in his car at some point. You have to live in your car to be a real comedian. Burn it in here and in here and in here. Live in your car uh, or your van or whatever. Yeah, hard to live these days. Cool. Yay, you're all still here. That's really exciting. I'm super excited for your next comedian. She is one of my favorite people in the Bay Area comedy scene. She used to run a show up at the saloon. I don't even know if the saloon still exists anymore. Uh, but she's still alive, and that makes me happy. Put your hands together, everybody, and clap them in a wild, slappy-like motion for Tracy Wynn. Yay! Yay! There's microphone, new condoms in there for you. Keeping the condoms fresh and safe here. <laughs> you just put it over the top and yeah, I just Yay! Yay! Yeah, I learned how to do this in middle school, okay? <laughs> this right here. Uh so I recently had a birthday. I turned thirty-three. I'm 33 and still on this street corner, <laughs> yes. Recently also went through a breakup of five and a half years. Um, that's over a decade. Uh, sorry, that's over half a decade. It felt like uh, two full decades, to be honest. Um, I got to the point where um, I was involuntarily celibate in my relationship for the whole relationship almost. <laughs> I was doing intermittent sex fasting in the relationship. And I know Pam doesn't want to talk about, she does, you don't want me to use the F word. Listen, I, I, I'm on the market again, and I'm a recruiter for work, so I'm treating it kind of like I'm building the pipeline right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm I'm drilling for oil, and I'm also just, you know, trying to have fun. Uh, and I'm on batch three right now. Batch one and two didn't work out. Um, batch three, um, okay, well, let's talk about batch one. Batch one was nuts. Batch one was, I was rebounding hard, and I was not using protection. I know. And, um, you know, I'm okay, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. I'm not seeing him anymore and I am using protection now. But like, why did I have to wait till a pandemic to have a hot girl summer, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, why did I wait and like, why did I not get laid in my most fertile years? Like, why did I just wait? Why did I wait? I don't know, cause um, I was, <laughs> But yeah, so I was basically living in a convent of my own mind for the last five and a half years, just like trying to convince myself this man who, he fed me, he fed me. He, and he didn't, and he, you know what, he didn't even feed just my head. He fed my stomach um, as well, so that's really sweet. Um, 
but uh, I thought, you know, I thought we were gonna have kids, even though like we would never do the act of making a child. But I thought we were gonna have kids, you know. And um, now I'm I'm doing a lot of prescriptions. I'm on a lot of prescriptions right now, and uh, <laughs> it's fun, you guys. It's really fun. I'm just like, you know, meeting people, and it's like the first time every time. And uh, I'm not gonna mention what kind of prescriptions, but y'all can guess. Um, y'all can really guess. It was hot in the 90s, um, and and now it's having a comeback. Um, do, can I get can I get some guesses? once though and it was it got I couldn't take it <laughs> yeah I cried too much I wanted to hug everybody in my co-op so anyways I moved out of my shared uh, living situation with my ex and um, now I'm living with a woman as well yes I know I miss living with a fucking conscientious woman I'm sorry I said that word I get another one and that's it, right? Okay, I gotta save it up then. <laughs> I gotta save the juice up. Okay, back to the dating batches. Okay, so batch one didn't work out. Clearly, that was like a mistake on my part. And um, guy from batch one did get me a massage gun for my birthday recently, even though we are not seeing each other. It's a gun that just releases tension in your back. And everybody in the police force needs one, all right? <laughs> everybody who owns a gun needs a massage gun because that is a tense person. <laughs> and um, I don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest. I wanted to tell you about all the men I'm seeing. Okay, I'll continue. Batch two, um, I started seeing a guy that I will only, I call him Gemini Daddy because <laughs> um, he is a dad. And uh, he's got two kids who don't live here with him. They're with his ex. And um, I don't know if it's a love connection, but I did soil his sheets and I haven't seen him since. <laughs> I soiled his sheets and I haven't seen him since. And if anyone knows a guy who is a Gemini with two kids, let me know, because he's <laughs> not answering my calls. Anyway, um, I, you know, I had forgotten for over a decade that I was a squirter. <laughs> Y'all, I had forgotten. Like, I did it in college, and I just never did it again, and now I, you know. But um, I'm also realizing that I'm into BDSM. I'm into the B part. The other stuff I'm like kind of not even dipping my toes in yet. Um, but I'm glad that I waited this long to get into kink. Like I didn't think that I'd be a long time San Francisco resident and not be into kink. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I've lived here for like nine years. I know, I know. I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm going through puberty. I'm going through puberty. I'm going through SF puberty right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, 
Okay, in about 10 seconds, I'm gonna do a song for you. And um, I'm almost like loving performing with the mask. Like I don't really wanna show my face right now. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I am so, you know, this is my first outdoor show in like seven months. And I only did like two or three Zoom shows uh, leading up to this. That's the massage gun. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's probably how you found our show on your favorite podcast service when you typed in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. If this is your first time listening, that stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I always wondered if somebody like was uh, about to browse and they, they're they slipped and their fingers went L-W-A-F-L-M-I-Y-T. Maybe that's how they found us. <laughs> right, maybe they butt-dialed this uh, podcast yeah. by mistake. Well, I do want to give a shout-out to a podcast called L-W-A-F-L. Uh, let's watch a full, uh, like a fucking long television. <laughs> and it's where uh, two guys watch his, like seasons on Netflix. It sounds like a great podcast. Happy to promote it. We live in a universe where no other words exist. We have to just make up shit. So anyway, we are Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. We broadcast every week. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm. Oh, my God. Have you even heard of mutinyradio.fm, Carl? Yeah. Oh, have I heard of it for years now. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Right. Go ahead. They're on Venmo. If you go at Mutiny Radio, you can... Throw five bucks and it helps us out. Uh, you could go to GoFundMe and see if we are currently doing a fundraiser. We just concluded one in September. But we would love to get some donations. They have some great shows. We have a show right before us called The Edge of Insanity. We will, I should talk about us first. We are on Sundays, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, before us uh, is The Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. And uh, what we're going to do is that I've Seen, I used to read about movies all the time, and I would read about weird movies, and I just couldn't see them. So I just had to base it on what I read. But now, thanks to YouTube, all these movies are on YouTube, so we get to watch some crazy films uh, in real time. We want you to watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Uh, this week, we are watching Greaser's Palace. That's apostrophe S, Greaser's Palace, 1972. No, it's not a 1950s movie. It is Greaser's Palace, 1972. The channel we like is Sayobhan Shannon, <laughs> which is... Is it Sayobhan? I, I, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so it's Sayobhan Shannon, Sayobhan. however we pronounce it. And uh, 
we want to go ahead and type in Brewster's Palace 1972, whether, I don't know where you're getting your YouTube, are you doing it through your Fire Stick, through your uh, PlayStation, your Xbox, your laptop, your phone, uh, go ahead and type in that, and uh, hit play, no, when you get to the page, hit pause, Right. and then move the slider to 000, and we'll count it down. Full disclosure, this week I'm watching this movie on Microsoft Edge, mm. or Microsoft Edge wow. browser service, which, uh, I don't know. It's the first time I've ever going to ever use it for more than five minutes. So, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> we don't pit play yet. Think everything up, and we are very excited, Carl, to kick off this countdown with none other than the robot replacement for our pal Paul Brumbaugh, the usual countdown king. Yes. Please give it up for the Paul Brumbaugh. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumba? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Launched. Glacier's Palace. No music in oh, the. Oh, wow, look at that font. Oh, there's no music. Right. No audio, as the closed captions would say. And so this is the cast. Yes, they pick the perfect font for us not to be able to read. Yeah, I can't read it at all. Uh, but then again, I don't know Braille. I see Repo Man. <laughs> this is our second movie with a Repo Man. If you include 0 to 60, which I do. Now, this ah, is Robert Downey Sr. So Robert Downey Sr. The famous film director, the uh, bizarre film director. I've, yeah, all right. I have heard of this film. I know that Video Hound gave it two and a half dog bones out of five. Mm. And uh, the Portland, Oregon video store, which I'm sure is not around, called Scarecrow, has their own cult guide, the Scarecrow Guide, and that movie is listed. Uh, so it has some pedigree, I guess. So uh, are you a fan? The review we, of it like from, from the video store? Yeah. Did they say well, it's, uh, spoilers? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Did they mention said it was a Christology? Did they mention? Let me check. No, nothing about them. Uh, uh, uh. So, what's your opinion on this? Okay, here we go. We start off. Oh, it's the Hateful Eight. Dong dong. It. What was the deal with Hateful Eight? Like they were bounty hunters. There's so many bounty hunters that bounty hunters had to like hitch rides with other bounty hunters, and then they were like, "What you got in there? Luggage?" Nope, three frozen bodies. Okay, throw it on the top of the stagecoach, and we'll never talk about it again. I, re I saw that movie. I forget now. Um, okay, now I think this well, is Greaser's has... Palace. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Tell me about Greaser's Palace. That's well, I think that that's building what we're looking at right Greaser? now. I think that uh, uh, the guy's name is it's – a, it's a weird name. It's um, Seaweed Head, Seaweed Head Greaser, and he's like the boss of this town, and we're hearing his uh -huh. daughter singing right now. There he is. Oh my God, this is... Look at him, he's stroking his chin. I like a man who strokes his chin. 
<laughs> I didn't know you liked men, Michael. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I do. You know, when I grow out a beard, it looks like that guy's beard. That's why I don't grow out a beard. Ah. So I'm going to lower the volume. All right, I'll turn that off. <laughs> well, basically, she's singing a song about, like, keep your virginity. And meanwhile, it's a room full of lusty men. Right. Well, I guess the advice is not going well. That's the most popular song back then. Now, this woman's face, you probably don't recognize it, but she has been in a million films. Uh, she did a lot of, like, actors training with uh, Jack Nicholson and others. Um, she was in a lot of Roger Corman films, the early ones. She was an Easy huh. Rider, one of these commune girls who went skinny dipping. Uh, I don't know. She was in a yeah, lot of I remember that scene, of course. Yeah. The, the commune scene in the beginning of Easy Rider, that just kills the film. Like, you have this film where they, they have cocaine and the bicycles and they're riding around, yeah. and then they stop off at a commune, and the movie just screeches to a fucking halt. And if you can make it past that scene, you can make it through the movie, but it's just like, you know, I blame her. The movie doesn't end very well you either. Know, it's like, the cowboys. Done. They're dead. Okay. Well, it is 1972, and that's, of course, how every movie ended. Yes. Really, made Disney had some bummer films back in the 70s. <laughs> Save your flowers, she sings. Now, you see that guy in the ghost sheet? Watch what he does. He's the Holy Ghost. He just burns. The guy happens to be Greaser's son, but we don't know that yet. Oh. Now he does it for no The guy on the ground? Yeah. Oh, did you didn't see it? The guy in the sheet took his cigar and like put it on um uh the son's chest, burning him. On his chest, like like yeah, that's what James Dean used to like. They called him the human ashtray, James Dean. He liked that? Yeah. Uh, from what I remember. I mean I read about it. I saw that. You no, know, I'll tell you a funny story. Too. Where did you see it? In Terminator Two, the, in the beginning, the guy goes and puts his cigar out on the Terminator's chest, and it didn't right. hurt him at all. Yeah, right. I think it burned a little robot skin. Now watch what the father. Are they going to hang this guy? Son, watch. Called him a homo? Yeah. No, but it's his name. It's not, he's not insulting him. Oh, I gotcha. Like when we saw Mr. Billion uh, and his name was Guido. No, his name was, yeah, Guido. Right. Guido. It was Guido. They, they were being serious. You see what a oh, man. to his son? That's why you should get something other than a tie and cologne. <laughs> for Father's Day, you know, like maybe uh, an Amazon card. A little for like $100. Otherwise you get shot. Yeah. Listen, do I have a toolbox in my garage? Do I have a garage? Pick, pick next time when you get a Father's Day present. What am I going to do with a wrench? <laughs> this is 1880. Wow, so this is a fucked up family. 
Okay, here's Robert Downey Jr. Really? Yeah. Oh, the little boy in the, in the wagon? That's right. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a wagon. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a wagon. Look at his face. Is that uh, Iron Man? Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm riding with my parents. Uh, yeah, that's right. Of course, the West. Mm. Is that your impression? <laughs> Don't you love it? Uh, I think it's the greatest impression I've ever done. Look, uh -oh. parachute. Parachute. Now that is an anachronism. Oh. Uh, really? Well, where? Uh, crawl, where is it on me? Get it off. And look. Is there an anachronism on me? The guy who parachuted in a is suit. in a zoot suit from the 1940s. And he looks like, uh, I guess, Zappa, the terrible mustache. <laughs> Zappa had a soul patch, right? So this guy doesn't. Now, look, if you so, want uh, to uh, like Robert Downey Sr., see Putney Swope, right. 1969, and then ignore his other films. Well, I we we talked about like I'm a big fan of of Bunny Swope, even though uh, he the director did kind of dub over the main character's voice, but it's funny. And uh, I saw in the theater Robert Downey did a National Lampoon style movie called right. Up the Academy. Mad Magazine presents Up the Academy, oh. and I saw that with our friend Boris and Boris's mom took us to see this R-rated movie because we loved Mad Magazine and it was the nicest thing in the world. However, the movie is so bad that one of the lead actors ha took his name off the opening credits. Yeah. Not credited. And Mad Magazine pulled their endorsement and their intro and outro, which I saw in the theater, off subsequent uh, uh, you know, releases. And it's impossible to find, you know, let alone the original version with the paper mache Alfred E. Newman head guy walking around in a military uniform. So he did one movie that was – well, that wasn't in – did you ever see it? Yeah, I have seen the Mad Magazine movie. No, it was embarrassing. There was one part where this – Yeah. Really bad? Where uh, – uh, yeah, well, a sergeant's getting ready for this dance, and he has like a pit bull, kind of like that Beetle Bailey thing. Right. And he pulls out a condom. He's like, I'm going to be prepared. And, you know, my friend's mom is, like, super embarrassed. And then uh, he opens up a condom and he throws it to the bulldog. And the bulldog starts chewing it. He goes, yeah, you should be prepared, too, you know. <laughs> and my my friend's mom was like, why did I take these kids to see this movie, these 12-year-olds, you know. Right. Like, it was, uh, yeah, For it was a pretty low movie. It, yeah. Well, so everyone heard the Zoot Suit guy. Robert Downey Sr., he did Pound in 1970, Baboo in 64, a film called Chafed Elbows in 66, The Sweet Smell of Sex in 65. So he certainly made a lot of movies. Just Have you heard about Pound? No. It's a film where the human actors play dogs, and Robert Downey Jr. is in that too. Should I watch? He plays a puppy. If you could find it, you might have to go to uh, RussianFreeDownloads.usa or wherever you get your pirated movies. <laughs> I, I won't say where it is. You get so mad. Now, look, this guy Greaser, right, he keeps the things he loves in cages. So he's got a mariachi band he's a real big fan of in a cage, and he's got his mom in a cage. 
Oh. So right now he comes See, out. That's and what he... happens when you complain him. Look, I got to tell you that nothing in this film it leads to anything. It's it, this is why this film is so bad. It sets you up for all this stuff. Okay, here's the guy who fell out of the sky in the umbrella. And right. he's in his zoot suit. And what he's doing is he's practicing his dancing. He's trying to go to Jerusalem right. to become a a singer, song, you know, dancer. He wants to be a star. <laughs> he parachuted in, out of the sky and with a modern parachute in 1940s cl fashion clothing to the Old West. And he wants to travel to Jerusalem to Jeru become a star. Yeah. Now this oh, is the and nothing other other than that happens. None of that happens. No, this is the clip you and I saw last week. Uh, and again, oh yeah. So this guy's bragging about some squaw that he's banging, who gave her smoke signal, gave him smoke signals. But the thing is, it never. We'll never see her. We'll never meet her. This guy doesn't have a recurring thing through. He does brag once or twice more, but. I don't know. This there's no story here, and that's why it sucks so bad. You're watching the thing getting set up for all this stuff, and then you're in the but, middle of Act Two, and you're just getting set up for things. And then you're in the third act, and they're setting up things. There's never a payoff. Do you think it's Fellini-esque? Do you think like do you, do you know like have you seen uh, Fellini movies? I guess are, are different from what you're saying because they do have like a build up and then like a release and that's and right. Like, and, and there's you know. a theme to it throughout, even though some yeah, things right. seem oh, like non sequiturs, they're all there to prove one point. Um, look, this guy goes here. Pick a card, any card. So greaser picks. And he's like, is this your card? No. Is this your card? No. And that's the whole thing. That's the whole gag. It, it's this is Oh, he pulls really the other cards from the deck. That's a funny joke. Pick a card, any card, and then someone picks a card, and then you pick, a, you pick a card, and you say, is this your card? And they say no. Right? Well, I'm I I'm going to add that to my repertoire. Okay, but they did it like the guy did it like eight times. It was annoying. Okay, I'm just gonna let you be annoyed on your own. Let's just turn up here. <laughs> All right, I can't see squat in this right now. I see my eyes looking at YouTube oh, uh, on Microsoft Edge. This is the family we saw in the um, there's Robert Downey Jr. in the center. This is the family we saw in the covered wagon, and they're eating beans, right. They're on the uh, Oregon Trail. This is all. I played that game. I know what's going on. Little House on the Prairie. I guess. What's Little House on the Prairie? I know what's going on. Now, that is Robert Downey Jr.'s mom. Her name's Elsie Downey. Huh. So, so I, I know Robert, his father. Would they ever get divorced? The parents, or I don't know the backstory. I wasn't interested. Uh, he, he <laughs> I really wasn't. I didn't look it up. Um, but but I mean, he's got his wife and his his kid in his movie. Now here's another thing that's set up and makes no sense. She it's the morning now. She wakes up to discover uh, her husband and son are dead. And she buries them 
And then later in the film, she tries to get up and she's shot. And she tries to get up and she's hit by an arrow. It makes no sense this film goes nowhere. She's looking around for Wait, who killed this, my this is family, Greaser? right? That's not, that's not Seaweed Head uh, Greaser, is it? No, no. Greaser it's... Seaweed Head. <laughs> you know, he hated the phone calls, Carl. They were like, hi, is Mr. Greaser Seaweed Head in? And he's like, my name is Seaweed Head Greaser. you got to reverse. Listen, hi, Visa? Yeah, hi, customer service. Can I help you? Yeah, this is Seaweed Head Greaser. You guys got my name reversed again on your card. Hang on, let me check. I don't have any record for Seaweed Head Greaser. <laughs> greaser Seaweed Head. Ah, yeah, there you go. Well, Mr. Greaser, uh, Mr. Seaweed Head, how can I help you? No, that's how you can help me. Now, listen to what Two I'm stars. saying, Mike. She woke up, she looked around to see who killed her family, and now she finds her son is dead. And that's the big setup. We've just been set up. Who killed this woman's family? We'll never find out. Uh, I think it was the, the Hulk. Guy's a fucking rageaholic. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is that Robbie Downer died? The son's son? Yeah. Wow, look at those asses. For the pair of asses. Okay, now so is suit guy meets Sheethead guy. And Sheethead's guy acts the like... Holy Ghost what he's supposed to do. Remember the son was killed? Right. Yeah, that's his butt. Is he going <laughs> to... So he's going to bring the son back to life? Yep. Ooh. He's kind of like that religious guy, L. Ron Hubbard. Hey! Uh, I, I, I must have died. Uh, things were kind of hazy. Robert Downey Jr., Oh, I, I thought that was Robert Downey Jr. from the ass shot. I apologize. I'm a little confused. I'm sorry I brought you back, but I need your help. Now, he's from MASH. Remember the psychiatrist on MASH? <laughs> yes. He was, at, he was on a lot of episodes. He was on throughout, like, a good chunk of that show. Sydney was his name. Well, good. Is that an Alan Arbus? Yeah, Alan Arbus, right. And we know him from Nash, but yeah. he was in a lot of stuff. But he is a really interesting story. He was a successful, I'm saying successful photographer in New York City with a successful photographer wife. They did all sorts of um, work in magazines for ads. They were in Glamour and Seventeen Magazine and Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. You know, he had a place in a studio in Manhattan. It was the whole scene there. And he gave it all up to come out here and become an actor with no hope of, you know, no promise of success. He didn't know people or anything. This is his first right. thing. They can't get on the donkey, and that's sort of like a gag. I'm, Carl, I'm going to talk on the phone like this. I, I, if our viewers don't realize, our listeners, uh, okay. off, there's nothing to view, but our listeners will notice that I've been on the phone for the last uh, six months of quarantine. Right. But I'm having difficulty hearing you through the phones. So uh, I will speak slowly and clearly 
I hear you uh, great. I hear you great. Stop paying off. Do you have headphones? Oh, okay, great. Yeah. I use these headphones that our friend Paul, the human... Uh, uh, the Brobot? The inspiration for the Paul Brumbot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what we call them. So he was that married to a woman who was a very successful photographer. He, he became a photographer in the United States Army. Uh, her name was Diane Arbus. And I don't know, they... All of a sudden, one day, after this guy was very successful, making, I don't know how much a year, but, uh, you know, because money was different back then. But I mean, this is his mom in jail. And he's, she's like, he goes, what can I do for you today, mom? And she goes, I would love to come out. And he's like, you'll come out when I say you come out. And then she's like, you're my favorite. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll do anything. You want me to legally change your name to Tony? I can do that. Too late, Ma. Grew up old as a sea head. You see, his seaweed head. Mariachi band is imprisoned. Right. Look at Mom dancing. Now, this is the second time we've seen him go to the outhouse. Come out and report to everyone who's watching. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. I thought long and hard about that outhouse. I think it just goes, he shits over a cliff. <laughs> yes. Now, we have seen that because twice, the, right? The, We've been set up for the big payoff when he get, like gets to poop one day. One day it works. It'll never come. We'll never see this outhouse again. Well, we see, yeah. Well, good. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last uh, day for uh, outhouse. Uh, outhouse has left the set. <laughs> Thank you guys. It was great working with Mr. Downey Jr. and it was a real honor and to work with Iron Man and uh <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first day Outhouse came. Man. Uh, it was like okay, yeah. you're in yeah, now. I won't tell my union I was in this shot. Oh, I should have said that out loud. Well thank you guys. Thank you, crew. Wouldn't make this happen without you. Here is Elsie down, down wow. this is a burying her, her husband and child. Yeah, what a bummer. Yeah, they had a bummer. Okay, move so we can see Iron Man. There's Iron Man. Yeah. Dead. And he would go on yeah, to play Dead as Iron Man. <laughs> You say this is Danny Jr. Uh, Jr.'s finest. Mike, wh why are we watching this? Why are we watching this? She's going to bury them. It's never going to pay off. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the reason why. It's because last week, as the premise goes, I'll find movies that I, I always wanted to watch. Right. I mentioned to Carl. Carl and I have been this for a long time, and we worked together on a public access comedy show in New Jersey in the 90s. So when it comes to podcasts and, and public access television shows, We've been surfing the zeitgeist of it. And uh, so Carl researches it. And Carl's probably seen this movie, I'm going to guess, three times already? Yeah, I saw it three times. This is my fourth time. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. And Carl talks. But last week's movie, the reason why we're watching Grease Palace is last week's movie, I chose Castaways on Bill Gonzano, which was really a television pilot from the 1980s where yeah. Gilligan Island has, has a love boat fancy island hotel. And Carl was really pissed. 
So I picked a regular movie that we would normally do, and that was Gucci's Palace. So it's a rare cult movie available on YouTube. <laughs> See? Don't you miss Gilligan and Skipper too? Yes, I do right now. Right now, okay, Greaser went down into this pit where there's all these, like, fake Indians, and he found a guy beating himself. And now we're going to see a guy, like, get off on the statue of the Cigar Indian. You see this? Why are we watching this? What does this have to do with anything? It's a social commentary. Oh, yeah? It's a, it's a metaphor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Indian chief represents uh, big tobacco, <laughs> and his penis represents is a metaphor for vaping, and it's just, you know, ahead of his time. Yeah. Now he will smoke the peace pipe, but it, he coughs and <laughs> back. What is, this? what is this, sativa? Ugh. <laughs> Where'd you get this, Newark? Newark, New Jersey? I got it from my delivery service. You got it from Eve Blast. There was actual peace in that peace pipe. There was peace in the peace pipe. They smoked peace. Look how it's... Oh, have you ever seen a French film director? Yeah, I know. I mean, have you ever seen Jean-Luc Godard? He did a famous film called Breathless, and he, he did a really good film called Alphaville, but he's, he's super prolific. I and he's guess still so. alive, and he, he recently made a 3D movie. His his films, we did, we did King Lear. We actually watched oh, King Lear, his version in 1988. So do you think this movie holds, do you think Downey Sr. is a, a contemporary of Godard? images, you know, or... Yeah, well, I don't know contemporary because of the years, but it's a good comparison. Uh, I bet you Godard would be very angry to hear us say that because he thinks he's a real, real artist, and Robert and uh, Robert Downey thinks that he's, like, a jokester playing pranks. Like, he's, he's trying to be, like, off-the-wall wacky and funny. Uh, but yes, I think that they're the same sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, he reminds me a little of Vin Vendors with his like Alice trilogy. Uh, just, but those those films are a little more connected. I mean, they're a little more grounded, I guess. Is that this film say. we're watching right anyway, now is not grounded. I still think this is better than Grindhouse. Which one, that Grindhouse? Proof? Death proof. You think that this is better than death proof? <laughs> yeah. A lot more surface. You see, you got like people being buried. Robert Downey Jr. But for nothing, Mike, for nothing, this will never pay off. It's shocking. It's shocking. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, this is what I, I wouldn't even joke about this yet. But Mike, this begs yeah, the question. Yeah, it's huh? Who killed the family? How is she going to find out? And what's she going to do about it? We'll learn nothing. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. So why are we watching? Why am I being dragged through this? Why are we watching? Okay. As a family guy, I'm a little offended. Your son is alive again. Homo's back in town. What? 
come on. I just saw the kid get buried. Oh, no, the other kid. kid. Sorry, there's two sons. Oh, right. It's Greaser's son. Greaser yeah. Junior. Greasy uh, DJ. Greasy. <laughs> Greasy. Gets off the old Greaser. Wow. So the palace is in a bordello. It's just like a prison where all his favorite things are locked up. Well, it's not a bordello because the only woman ever is his daughter who sings for them. Right. This was the movie that made Alan Arbus get other work. He came to Hollywood in 69. He didn't get a break until this movie in 72. But after this movie comes, he gets all kinds of movies, including getting MASH, He'll be in Damon Omen 2, Damien Omen 2. He'll, I mean, he'll have a career. Law and Order, Heat of the Night, L.A. Law, Matlock, Starsky and Hutch, Judging Amy. He was even on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He owes Robert Downey Sr. a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's good in this movie. He's always good in that. And, uh, you know, I'm Diane Arvis. That's pretty crazy. Uh, I know who she is. A photographer. Of her work. Married, yeah. And she committed suicide, too. Oh, well, maybe I'm not that aware of Sorry. <laughs> I about that. I had no idea. Awkward. He divorced her, went away, oh, and right around this time, she I think it was 73, she committed suicide. And it's weird. Uh, we don't really know the backstory because I didn't do any research on it. But um, all right. I mean... Alan Arbus never looked back. But what's amazing to me is, he, okay, if it was today, he was probably making like 250 grand a year, right? Having all his pictures taken and advertisements being in, you know, Bazaar and Vogue. I mean, that shit pays, you know? And, you oh, know, he's right. in Manhattan as a photographer and the wife is a very famous, serious photographer. They must have had, you know, a comfortable life. Now look, Greaser yeah. is killing the sun again. Oh, that's it. stop walking. Oh, after all that work. He was brought back to life and he's dead that's again. Reason why you guys thought it was crazy to bring that knife to the outhouse, but that's the reason why. <laughs> Jesus, he wipes the blood of his son off his knife, but he doesn't wash his hands after taking a shit. Right. Oh, here comes Zoot Suit Jesus. That was the, the alternative title to this movie. It didn't work. According to video. Second time. Guys, you're making me nervous. You mind leaving the room? Live again. Zoot Suit, what was the first name? Zoot Suit Jesus, the original title? <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the alternative title of this movie. Don't ask me a religious question. I just like wearing this beret. You see that? Nun is a man. beret. Later on, the French Padre and the nun will be alone together. And, and he's going to go, I'm really embarrassed. And she's going to say, me too. You know, because they believe in Jesus. And this guy comes and does Jesus stuff. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think you're right. I think he does some Jesus stuff, resurrecting people, uh, turning the script to wine. Later he will walk on water. Kidding. Probably. All right. Look forward to it. Do you notice that their neighbors is on next door app? I can't believe our neighbors. What's the next door app? Right. Is that a new thing? Yeah, it's like an next door app. You know, there's no speaking roles for that for for those animals because uh, they're a little hoarse. Right. Well, they were. Yeah, they had they were in the script, but that day he was a little hoarse. Okay, so where are we walking to? What are we doing? Right now, they've met a messiah. What's going on? We don't know, and nothing ever gets told or solved. They're cosplaying the intro to Law and Order. Dun 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 dun. dun when they're walking down the corridor. Dun dun dun. Oh, they're gonna go fork themselves. There's a fork in the road. No, that's the that's the Robert uh, Robert Downey. The grave. God. Yeah, they're putting silverware. It's probably pricey silverware. I guess. It's it's a wacky irreverent uh, comedy with a dead kid being buried (laughs) with the father. See, that's the thing. Is it a comedy? It's so dry and. Well, crib death isn't funny. You know, I guess I old Mike agrees with that, but. Uh, so you, you have to have a big payoff if you're going to really go that route. You know, there has to be some justification for it. There will be no justification. And as a matter of fact, the weirdest thing happens to that uh, mom. She starts getting shot by arrows and guns. It, you'll see. It makes no sense. Okay, and then she's so gone he, from the movie. That's it. And and then, well, she's gonna reoccur every now and again. Like she'll be trying to climb up a hill and falling down, and she can't do it. I don't know. Every time she you know tries, what? I'm gonna to get put that my shooter. You'll see. I'm putting down my video hound and picking up my Bible because I think the Bible is gonna guide me on this story. She represents E. No, Lot's wife. Wait a minute. Jonah's wife. Jonah, you never answer the phone. Where did the GPS turn a whale? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get a signal. I was 70,000 leagues. Look, he's walking on water. Well, oh. Huh, how did they do that? They must have called uh, George Lucas. Do you think this is like a Marvel Studio production? <laughs> well, no, because we won't see Stan Lee. I've looked long and hard right. for his cameo. He would have been like in his prime, right? Because he was in the prime during the 60s. And yeah. then in 72, he was just commonplace. He was not a famous He's person. Always asked. Oh, unless you're fans of the fan soapbox. Yeah, that's what it, the thing is, well, right? A lot of people were fans of the Stan soapbox, you know, myself included. But if I walked past him on the yeah. street, I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, you'd just be like some prick wearing aviator glasses and a members only jacket, you know, diamond dozen in Times Square. 
Right. So look, he dove into the water, and now he's going to surprise come up behind them. Whoa. Not even Bugs Bunny pulled that shit out. Right in front of Greaser. Oh. This afro. He's soaking wet? No, he's not. His hair looks good. What the? Well, I'll shit in the outhouse okay. and not wash my hands afterwards. He's now, back. this was a regular movie, right? Greaser, who's like the power-hungry guy who runs that town, just found something, you know, that he could use. If he had this tool in his chest, you know, he could really have power. Uh, but no, we won't go there. We won't. Uh, this film doesn't make no sense. They all followed him. He walked on the water. Right. So now it's looking like he's going to have a throng of followers, right? Nope. Nope. Yeah. No, nothing that gets well, set up in this film ever pays off. They're his fans. He's going to be a superstar in, mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. He's going to go on Jerusalem's Got Talent. You think so, huh? Got Talent <laughs> Yeah, well, so they shoot it in Jerusalem? I haven't seen the show. That would have been my uh, third act, but no, no. Oh, that's a real beard scratcher. So when is ZZ Top going to play? This is all teased. Right. It's all – I think ZZ Top were just like they had a show in the area, and Robert Downey's singing here said, why don't you just be in it? Come on. <laughs> well, we're big fans of Iron Man, so we're off. I, I prefer Miss Dr. Doolittle, sir. Kiss ass. You know how you can kiss Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, ass, you say? You were terrific in Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> I loved you. I like Robert Downey Jr. What was the one we saw with um, 16 Candles? Candles? Oh, that was – yeah, so Michael Anthony Hall directed a movie called Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar. He had a band yeah. called Hail Caesar. People, if you ever meet and Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr., yeah. Say, I loved you in, 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 in Hail Caesar. You were great. <laughs> yeah. You know, do that as a favor, or did you audition? I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you. You see that woman there, the the Indian lady with no shirt on? Oh, don't you mention it? Yeah. She is. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. That's Tony Mantle. That's Tony Mantle. Holy shit! All right, let me. Basil, yeah. Yeah. She's great. She was in Ed, which we saw in the Monkeys movie. She danced with Davy Jones. Mm. Yeah, that old time song with the flashing. And she's actually on YouTube. You can you can apply. She does a live master class where she teaches the the dance numbers of the sixties because she uh, choreographed and danced in a lot of sixties movies, right? And television shows like that. And in fact, Quentin Tarantino hired her to do the Hullabaloo scene. Uh, in what's fun time in Hollywood. So that's exactly yeah, that's right. great. I love it. I, and her shirt was off. And she choreographed David Bowie's Diamond Dogs tour oh. and Glass Spider tour, and she did the Talking Heads video with David Byrne oh. once in a lifetime. Uh, she's always been about dancing. Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's still active. She's doing that master. Ten bucks. You go Zoom, you can learn how to do the sissy dance from Tony Basil herself. Now, look. Here are disabled people. 
So he touches the lame beggar, and now he can crawl. That's the joke. Oh. One foot. Oh. So he's not good. <laughs> I can crawl again. I got the joke. <laughs> That's the I joke. Like yeah. Carl, this must be weird for you to see a good. Is this weird for you to see something? Uh, see a good touch? You're not used to that. A good touch? I don't get it. Give a bad touch. Who am I? All right, never mind. Yeah, because I don't go around getting touched badly or doing bad touches. What? Uh, So now that he's falling away from Jesus, he's like, okay, you're my new Jesus. Tell me. Give me something. He's got nothing. Now he makes everybody sing. But look how Greaser's kind of immune. Yeah, like he was a bad guy like 10 minutes ago. Oh my God, look at that spirit. How adorable. Oh, that's the guy's hat. <laughs> look, a trained squirrel. Are you going to sing any suits? He will yeah. sing later in the film. This guy, man, what an ass. <laughs> okay, so he's got everybody doing this hum thing. What does it mean? What's going to become of it? Does that evoke some spirit? Does it give power? Does he put them in a trance and he do, they do that? So it's a way to control them? No, we're never going to find out anything. They'll eventually stop. You hear the singing? Yeah. Oh, Princess Leia. It's Dorothy Hamill. It's Dorothy Hamill. Once again, uh, that's, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, It didn't print out. out. She was the one who's in um, uh, Easy Rider. She was in The Movers in the Shape. She was in uh, The Last Detail, The Trip. Oh, we saw The Trip. Yeah. No. Did we see The Trip? No, we saw saw Freak Out. Freak Out. Freak Out. Psych out, psych out, psych out, psych out. Freak out. With uh, Quantum Leap guy. We like that guy. Well, she was on Andy Griffin's show. Yeah. She was uh, on One Adam 12, Rawhide, The Hunter, Outer Limits. She's, you know, she was a serious actress in her day. Right. And probably lived next door to the Downies. Who owes Robert Downey uh, some gratitude. Career launcher. Oh. So is this bar inside the, the palace, or is this like a separate second hangout for a greaser? I guess it's the palace. It's like a bar and a performance space. And I don't know. Why do, Why does he call it Greaser's Palace? I don't know. Well, because it's a metaphor. It's where he locks up the things he loves. 
Well, he does have his mother and his mariachi band locked up. It's not a metaphor. It's literal. I think he ran out of things after the letter M. What else do I like? Marshmallows. Mom and mariachi. Lock them up. And there's the son. Dad, fuck you. What the fuck's wrong with you, Dad? Trying to kill me? Yeah, twice. Every time. Well, that was in The Quick and the Dead. Did you ever see that movie with Gene Hackman and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, the Sharon Stone Western movies? I must have seen it. The Quick and the Dead. Yeah, it's great. And they have a competition in town, a gunslinging competition, where they do like a high noon and people get, the losers fatally die. And the winner has always been the town mayor, who's Gene Hackman. Right. And, uh, his son, Leonardo DiCaprio, decides to compete, and he competes against his dad. Right. So they, they have that kind of, like, uh, I hate you, dad, I'm going to shoot you kind of uh, drama. Wild West. That happens a lot. Oh, Yeah, right. now that's the mom, and she was by the water reflecting on what is this weird world, you know, my, my son and husband are gone, and then she gets shot. There's no explanation for why at all. Who shot her, Mike? Inquiring minds want to know. You saw this movie four times already, so you you would know. Yeah, nobody shot. Oh, look. I don't know. Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. (laughs) Oh, can't you understand? You take me by my heart. Wow. Oh, Mickey. Now you see that she, um, she looked at, um, gosh, what's our Messiah's name? For goodness sakes. Let me pull up the sheet. Funny. Jesus. Jesse. Jesse. Alan Arbus as Jesse. How boring. Okay, so. Mickey, you're so fine, saw Jesse and was like, wow. And you could see on her face, like, I got plans for you. Guess what? <laughs> Go ahead, guess. What, what are the plans? The, nope, there's no plan. I'm going guess. Nothing. There's no plan. Yep. Nope, nothing ever happens. <laughs> All right. Yeah. By the way, why does Greaser hate his son so much? I don't know. Ooh. We'll find out. Huh. Now look, you see the, the city carved into the rock? Yeah. I love Yeah, that's from Star Wars. Well, maybe it was in Star Wars, but when I was a little kid, we went uh, to Colorado and we saw they were the Pueblo Indians and they had it looked like a city. They had just carved out uh, rooms with carved out windows. It was really quite cool. That sounds cool. It was only a, this place was only six hundred a month. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. You didn't have to pay for yeah. utilities either, because they didn't have any. Didn't have any. Oh my God! When will this guy leave? What's this guy doing? What's he doing? What's it all about? What's happening? Why is the swimming chasing him? You think? What will become of them? Tell me. Nothing. You tell me. Well, you let's find out. You saw this movie. Let's find out. Let's follow him. 
He's using his penis as a compass. North. I'm pointing to the north. <laughs> this is like the fattest party I've seen. Do you hear the inappropriate music? It's intentional. In his zoot suit. Hey, hey, hey. There you go. Now listen, as a chiropractor, I'm not technically a doctor. So, so is that what happened? He was walking away because he was hurt, and everyone was following to see what's going on. And now he's chiropractoring him. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, because he was in pain and he didn't want to embarrass the people living in, in that broken down uh, inside the rock house. So he walked outside, only to be killed. No, he's back alive. He's cured. He did a backflip. He's a plant. He's gonna buy. He's gonna buy the snake oil, and everyone else is gonna follow. Nobody Thanks, follows. Buddy. Thanks for following. Do you remember that big crowd that was following him, Mike? Yeah, I remember that. What happened to them? Where are they? He made them all stop and start uh -oh. singing, and then he walked away, and now he's at this Indian place. What's going on? <laughs> oh, Carl, we're only halfway through this movie. Now this I'm sure it'll get resolved. 2087. It's the same set. No, I think Robert Downey made a movie that was kind of like distinguished. It was called, I believe it was Hugo Pool, or like it was something, and it had his son in it. It was from the 90s. Coogan's Bluff, Greaser's Channel. You know, like, was Hooger, what? Like an art house film. Hugo Pool? I'm gonna think of, I know there's a movie. I might be thinking of the wrong director, of course. I don't know how to look it up. I'm using Microsoft Edge. Yeah, well, it's Google. So here we have a man who we've seen throughout, and it's sort of like he represents a God figure or something. It's like God, the guy in the ghost thing was the Holy Ghost, and, and Jesse is Jesus. So he walks into this nice. uh, church, and he sees the Holy Spirit. But what is it, what happens? Do they have an interaction? No, the Holy Spirit just leaves. Well, he didn't burn his fucking chest. I mean, you got to give him up for that. Ooh. I'm Casey Affleck. Boo. Now, for some reason, there's a random cowboy. For no reason. Oh, it's a big house. Yeah, but what's it house. there for? What's it all about? What's he looking for? Why is it empty? He represents cowboy Jesus. The holy cowboy. The cowboy ghost. Does he say, he this is where it all began for me? Or this, ah, I'm back at the place <laughs> where it's, there's nothing. There's no story. Is he going to go into a monologue from our town? Hello. Hello. I'm the narrator. Nope. He's going to 
Hey, when is Bob Dovey going to show up for the music video shoot? Random cowboy. Has nothing to do with anything. Is it my turn to go into the he empty was, church? He was looking for Westworld. Is this Westworld? This could be. Oh, no. Shit. Streaming on HBO. Maybe no, this is season 12. They just, we ran out of ideas. Okay. Uh, Azizu guy. Yeah. Now we get a surprise. He comes to a house. Here's something funny. Yep. Jehovah's Witness. Uh, published in Clear's house. Got novelty check. It's it's tattoo. Oh, her relationship. Yes. Yeah. Very young. Because in all of your stones moving on the time too. Look at that technology, those laser beams. Yeah, well, that's how you were able to to see in there. He's calling for Petunia, and here she comes. Oh, true love. Petunia. I'm late. I was auditioning for Olive Oil down in the community theater. Oh, no, it's Miss Hopper. There we go. He's, he's transitioning. Topical. Where am I? Do they know each other even though this guy landed? Nope. They don't know each other at all. There's no reason for him to be here except he's hungry. After he leaves this place, we'll never see Hervé Villachez again. I can call again. That was funny. I felt bad I talked over that. One rare time. <laughs> no, so, this, this is weird. This is like every sexual fantasy starts off with this. Well, she, he is coming on to Jesse. I really should. No, 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 not me. No, really. Yeah. Man. He's so young. <laughs> it's before Fantasy Island by a lot. You know, he was friends with It was sad that he also committed suicide. Uh, yeah. He was friends he, with Mindy Cullen from Nat Natalie from Different Strokes. Mm. They were like good, they were good friends. I, I always thought that he killed himself out of like, um, like a depression from, you know, who, well, anyway, it turns out that uh, his organs were too large for his body. Like, his organs grew into a body that didn't grow. And he was in pain all the time. Uh, I'm talking about intestines grew, liver, heart. Yeah. You know, he had, uh, you know, many times, I mean, I don't know what to say in front of you, Mike. Little people, I mean... There isn't a good – a person can be little. You know, there isn't a good term that's not offensive, even though that term is not offensive. Um, they usually have human yeah, – keep going, keep going. Well, they have like normal-sized torsos, and the limbs are, are what are, you know, shorter, right, what don't develop. But not Hervé Villachez. He also had a small torso, and so his body – you know, inside he grew up. So he was in a lot of pain and for years and years, and that's why he killed himself.
Wow. Yeah, I didn't know. Wow, what a bummer. I'm bringing it up during dinner. Film. Well, no, I wouldn't. He he was very happy. Uh, when he auditioned for Fantasy Island, he was living in his car. Uh, he was on top of the world. Um, you know, it was... The, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. He auditioned for a James Bond film that he got that part. And yeah, that's right. That's when he was living in his car. Fantasy Island came from that. So it was what, The Man with the Golden Gun? Yeah, I have it written. Yeah, been like... Let's see. I don't think I've seen that one, to be honest with you. I knew he was in it. He oh, also this, like is very, a... this is very sexual. Oliver Stone had made an early movie, I believe it was called Seizure. I mean, he was in it as well. Like a rare film. I mean, if, if there's anything I can do for you, I'd be... I, I've never picked up. I, mean, I... I ordered the cheeseburger. Now listen to what she says. I killed the first man that looked at you. Where's my father? Oh, Mickey. <laughs> he cannot believe his luck. What? That's completely different from what she was saying. Sometimes it's just an act. That's completely different from what she was I'm saying. Next stop, Jerusalem. Next exit, Jerusalem. Are they almost there? He'll never Are get really there. really walking in Jerusalem? Now, this makes no sense. He comes Jerusalem, up and there's Montana? a guy... With a picture of the Last Supper, you know, the famous De uh, Le uh, Leonardo. And then a guy gives him a donkey, just for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. People don't realize the food was terrible back then. Like, it wasn't fun. And no one could really talk because there was no one sitting on the other side. So he gets a donkey for no reason. Oh, oh yeah. This guy cut that ass. repeating some nonsense. Uh... It was another psychedelic western, El Topo, uh, which, again, was a lot Ass more. Western. I don't know. Yeah. But, it, you know, it had, like, I think the thing is, like, they all use religious imagery, like, whether it's, and they all have, like, some kind of point. But this this one doesn't really fly. Doesn't it would be nice if it was more parody, if it was more satire in it. I don't know. I mean, he tried. I'm enjoying this movie. Me too. He's great. I love him. Okay, now we have our mom oh, again, yeah. and she can't make it up the hill. Why are we seeing her? Like, she represents someone who struggles. I, I don't get her point in right. the film. The I found my Herbie Belichess. Okay. So he was frozen. Yeah, he's Does he was French. Does she even meet Zoot Suit? No, she will never meet Zoot Suit. Yes. <laughs> uh, the man with the golden gun. Mr. Rourke's assistant in fantasy. Yeah, 
Now, you know what I was, I didn't get about the man with the golden gun is that it's a take on the Frank Sinatra heroin movie, the man with the golden arm, right? Which one came it's first? Because Ian Fleming wrote like those books club. long, long ago, right? He wrote them in the 50s, I think. Did he, he, Ian Fleming actually wrote a book called The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah. And so then The Man with the Golden Arm must have been a take on that, like the novel. I guess. Let me just and look. The movie might have... Ian Fleming. Golden. Yeah. Golden Corral. Nearest location. <laughs> Check, uh, delivery. The Man with the Golden Gun was a novel, his 13th book. Uh, first published by Jonathan Cape in the UK, 1 April 1965, eight months after the author's death. So, six. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, what was it called? The Man with the Golden Arm. He's really climbing up that hill. For him, what? Which is a regular case. Well, what That's year it was? Uh, which came first then? <laughs> Golden Arm came first. Now look, they're so still was singing. Play on a um, now look. Oh, guys, when I said give me a thumbs that's what I meant. Now, he's, he's saying something very important, right? We finally going to get to hear it. He comes up, all those people were singing. He made them stop singing. And now he's telling them something. But Robert Downey Jr. Sr. won't let us hear the audio. Uh, oh, I know what he said. He said Sesame Street is sponsored by the letter R and the number four. Hey, you guys, electric company, we're going to turn you on. He looks like every PBS educational show from the 70s with that fucking hat. Oh, the zoot suit hat? Yeah. So right now the audio is being muffled? Yeah, there's no audio. We're going to zoom, 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 uh, zoom. Come on and zoom. <laughs> Send it to zoom. Well, quick, what's the zoom uh, uh, zip code? I'll tell you this. No, it's a zoom. Uh, yeah. Two, one, well, three, four. yeah. Oh, two, one, three, four. Send it to Zoom. That's right. P.O. Yeah. Box. It was Boston, Mass. It was, uh, uh, I don't know, Z-O-O-M. Recorded on Zoom. Check out Carl on, on stand-up show. Streaming <laughs> on Zoom. Oh, the first time I ever heard yeah, it. Was a, uh, That's what I thought of, that song. But nobody would get it. Nobody remembers. Uh, it wasn't even science. It was like, I don't know, daycare. It would, yeah. would always have like, things about your feelings. There was stuff about like kids did it and science experiments. and But it was like little skits and I'm Bernadette. Yeah, it was a Boston Public... Uh, Television series, public television, uh, from the 70s and 80s. There was this one. Okay, check out the guy's doing the worm. Um, it would be like, uh, Salman Grundy says, but she, I never got it. I, I'll have to look that up. Now, look, he shoots, 
He shoot up. He shot a fake gun, but it really did shoot and hit the bell. And everybody runs because the bell is calling them. There, there's the guy I can crawl again. Right, I can crawl again. That's the best line in the movie. He told the losers. The movie, the losers. The guy's like, "I'm going to shoot you with my hand." And the other, the bad guy's like, "Whatever." But there was a sniper across the building on the rooftop, and he shoots. He he actually shoots right. a real bullet. The mariachi band you is getting let out for They're free. Yeah. Finally. I hate you guys. Man, can you imagine being a band locked, locked in prison with your other band members? It'd be yeah. fucking hell. You get out and you're like, fuck you guys. I never want to work with you. You're all unprofessional. You're always late for rehearsal. You're always high at rehearsal. <laughs> your, your wife's obnoxious. I hate being in the bar with her. Hey, Greaser. I beg your pardon. It's showtime. So, oh, so they finally meet. Do her show, and now Jesse's going to get a chance to dance in front of everybody. Oh, good. Now, do you know what it is, stigmata? Sure. That's when you uh, get resin on your hand when you're trying to clean your pipe and you just can't get it off your palm. You're like, now that's sticky mata. Stigmata is this phenomenon when people who are really Christian and mostly Catholic, really Christian, they are having a religious experience and they're, they put their arms out like they're on the cross and they get bloody uh, holes through the palms of their hands. It's a real thing. At least it's, I don't know. Uh, there was that Meg Tilly movie with Jane Fonda when she was a nun. It happened there. You, you've never heard of Stigmata? It's, uh... well, anyway, I just wanted you to know what it was before it actually happens in the film. It actually happened to me when I was 33, and I was like, my God, that was the year Jesus died. And my... I, it had been like maybe my hands were shaped or something, but for some reason I was bleeding uh, from from my palms, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I always thought I was Jesus. I always thought I was Jesus, and I'm right. Both of them? I don't know what it was. Maybe I was playing both of them. Yeah. Well, Jesus was a Jew. That's true. We're related. We killed him. <laughs> Mike, we don't admit that in public. I'm pretending I'm on your team. Right. Oh, who's like that this year? So it's sort of like a strip yeah. tease. Just sailing around. Now yeah. remember, in the beginning, she was singing about virginity, oh, yes. right? Right. Right. And now that she has got some, she's going up. So the oh, really Mariachi band weren't let out to be freed. They were let out to do a job to come down here and play. Wow. Always a bad word. Now the thing is, what's this all for? What's it all about? It should be that the whole movie was leading to this moment. 
Right. This is probably the politest plant, uh, plant, uh, mosh pit I've seen in a long time. Do you remember when you went to town the Indian? What? What? I said that was the politest mosh pit I've seen. Yeah, well, it was no mosh pit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like slam dancing in suburbia. We're all just kind of wrestling. Having fun, bouncing off each other. <laughs> so it would be me, hey, I, so you were saying Skullnick and Marcus, and we'd all be slam dancing, but we wouldn't. We'd just be like bumping into each other. Then we would go into New York and see real slam bands, and there would be fist fights, and it was really bad and bloody. We would never go in the mosh pit. Oh no way! Absolutely not. Would you like stage dive? I wouldn't trust people. Uh, no, that's more of a 90s thing, right? Stage diving? Yeah. So you were at CBGB's and you were watching like the real mosh pits? Uh, it, I went to CBGB's many times, but no, it wasn't CBGB's. We went to New York and we went to see the Boomtown Rats at some small place. And after that was done, we <laughs> walked to this, I don't know, we paid a $5 cover. We went to a... Was it 14th Street around the corner from the limelight? I don't remember. And there was a serious slam dancing. Also, one time I went to see the new clash in Philadelphia uh, at the Spectrum, and they were having a mosh pit, and there was serious fighting there too. But, of course, the clash have nothing to do with uh, hardcore. Boomtown Rats. That's who we saw first, and then we wandered out. Yeah, there was one time. Yeah. How were how were the Boontown Rats? Were they good? Yeah, Did they like we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, now Jesse's getting his chance. So he's got no real talent. He oh, just ba- goes back and forth and talk. You know, he sings a song anybody could sing. Why you gotta be so rude? <laughs> Don't you know I'm human too? Oh wait, I did that at the Zoom show. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a great opportunity. Three of my best friends, Hatch, yeah, Carl, and Tony Yanko, were on the same show together, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is like twenty twenties a bad year." But this is like I never thought this would happen. Yeah, you know how they say like I never had that on my twenty twenty bingo card. I didn't. I didn't realize that you, Hatch, and Tony were going to perform, and you were very funny. Hatch was really funny, like, uh, for his first Zoom show. And Tony D, like, disappeared. I didn't see him perform. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He didn't do his set, did he? No, he didn't. Uh, somebody called in, but that was a female. Uh, it was a woman. Now, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, so Carl, Carl was singing uh, uh, his parody song. That's right. Why You're you not the be... only uh, guy with the guitar then. Don't you know I'm human too? But you wrote it, Mike. That's your song. I'm going to bury her anyway. I never did that. Very good. <laughs> Here's to the mass rerun residual check. He hasn't. Here's to the residual check. Before. Hey, Hawkeye. Call sense. 
Every time he that's but that's what you used to do in reruns all the time. And now, like, I think you have to go to my TV or you have to like right go to the vault and find a mastery run. Like, it, you know, it isn't on it's 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 good. on Channel yeah. Nine. 11 p.m. All the time. And, and the problem is that show is 12 years. You know, like Big Bang Theory, it's on syndication and it's on live. So yeah. it's like, you get kind of burned out. You can watch like two hours of uh, Big Bang Theory a day and then you get to watch a half hour of the new one. You know, syndication drags down the new shows. Yeah. The, um, uh, I remember on MASH one time, Hawkeye came to the <laughs> Sydney and he was like, why am I so depressed? And Sydney was like, uh, because it's a war. And Hawkeye's like, thanks, Doc. It's always great. You always make me feel better. Now, look, his big finish, nobody claps. Well, I like the cameras on the bottom of the stage. The floor is the stage floor. Interesting director. <laughs> Interesting. That's, that's... Imagine, like... Well, I mean, like, I'll be like, all right. It was, he tried, he swung and he missed. But I'm sure his next one <laughs> will be this. better. He wrote this. Did he really write anything? Well, I think Hugo Poole was his big film. I mean, Putney Poole's, uh, Putney, uh, whatever, that yeah. movie is probably what he's best known for. Putney Swope, 1969. Now watch what happens. Oh, is this the stigmata? Yes. Hey, this side. I didn't want right through his hand. I just hit the bump. Nailed it. Nailed it. You were right about this. Nailed it. Now watch Greaser. Greaser will save him. Yeah. It's a miracle. Wait, guys, I have one more number. Wait, I have to follow this with another thing. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Let's talk. You'll have to see my agent. I'm with the agent, Morris. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you're with. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. He's with the agent, Morris. Guys, guys, keep it down. And now for your headliner, Carl. <laughs> uh, let's give it up for the last act, uh, the guy with the stigmata. That was great. <laughs> Now this oh, is in the his agent, and he's saying it was terrible what you did. It was terrible. Now you might recognize his face. He was he was the bumbling hitman in Weekend at Bernie's. Was he in Barney Miller? No, no. He was in Return well, of the Living Dead. Um, his name oh, is yeah, yeah. John. I, I remember. He was the living guy in Weekend and Bernie, right? Yeah, he was a hitman who would he'd oh, never God. been able to. He was never able to hit his mark. Did he kill Bernie? Well, he didn't. Ironically, they didn't need him because Bernie was already dead. <laughs> he didn't. I I I don't really remember the film a hundred percent, but he didn't kill Bernie. I think he didn't kill Bernie. He thought Bernie was alive because the guys were pulling their scam. So he was always trying to kill this already dead guy. So what's up with Greaser? What's up with C? What's inside the seaweed head? Oh, there's the sun. Why haven't we? Didn't we have our <laughs> big finale scene? 
Why is this going on? I know, he had a fucking that. Yeah, he can't follow the fucking stigmata. Once again, he's going to kill his son. Oh, man, everyone's a critic. What a tough critic is that? Yeah, he was disappointed with his performance. I, I was next on the list, Dad. I was next on the list. <laughs> now they throw his son in a well, and everyone sits on... Oh, he really threw him down there. Yep, the father sits on... That was a real toss. That was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that looked like it would hurt a guy. Now, maybe it wasn't a deep, deep well, but that was brick walls, right? Yeah. He threw, he threw the guy in the well. Now, and then the crew drank the water. Back in that uh, Indian hole, what for? Why? Okay, remember the, the mom? Oh, yes. So she's... She's okay. Oh! Now who shot her? What for? Life was so funny. She's jealous of Jesse. No, I don't know. I can't make much of it. Oh, right. She's from uh, Easy Rider. She is the daughter, and her name is Cholera, which I think is like the dysentery, right? Right, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Well, back then, it was a nice name. <laughs> I feel like she's the only actor in this movie, and she's like, I got 10 more minutes in this film. I'm going to fucking act and get out of here. I'm pretending I'm mad. Give the side roll. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, this movie's wrapping up, and they probably shot this sequentially, and they said, shit, we might as well act. Use this in my reel. No one's going to see the rest of the movie. It th This movie oh, makes no news. Now, here's the son. Remember, he was thrown down the well. I'm here for the... Uh... He's back. He's got a dog. The guy came and said... He won't give me back my dog. So the father says, give him back his dog. He does. Now they're going to go inside and dance, and he's going to be like, I love you, Dad. It makes no sense, this film. I'm going to stop saying it. I've said it too many times. Oh, no. At the end of this movie, I'll ask your opinion. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm guessing what it could be. I loved it. What happened to, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Wow, okay. She cleared, there's the agent again, what for? Hey, Mickey. Who is that person? I don't even remember the funnies. Oh, and there's uh, Penelope. There's the mariachi band, right? Am I guessing this? I remember these guys from this movie. Wow, they're drinking some big mouth. Yeah. I have a corn, uh, cough syrup, extra large. Cough syrup will get you drunk. Cough syrup. Wow, so this movie's over. The sun is okay. The band's okay. 
this band, this this thing should have ended at the stigmata. That should have been the. I don't know. I don't know what. Now he's dancing with the son like he would, you know, like couples dance. It doesn't make any sense. And he's like, "I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad." Would this movie make more sense if it was an object of living inside of a video game? <laughs> I saw a Matthew McConaughey movie like that. If it was inside a video game, it would be like a setting for you to interact. Like, yeah. Right, and then it's like you die and you come back and you have one more guy. Remember the guy who was addicted to video games in the Zoom show? Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Was it from last night? Yeah, he's the one who played the song, um, I'm Out of Supplies. Oh, Jason, yeah, Jason Cole. Jason Cole, yeah, it was good. Well, I didn't know that Grand Theft Auto was like that. It's just the whole city, and you go wherever you want, do whatever you want. Like he sang a song about Los Santos. I found it very funny because right now I'm actually playing Grand Theft Auto Five. I finally got around to playing it. Now that I have quarantine, you know what happened to me in quarantine? My PlayStation Four died, and I have yeah. to use my PlayStation Three again. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know. About that. But I'm. So I've been playing Grand Theft Auto Five on the PlayStation Three, and it's great. So I got all his references last night. <laughs> Okay, now we have the mom again. All that white sand on her face. And if you feel bad, I don't. If you don't, if you feel bad about me not having a PlayStation Four during quarantine, my Venmo is at Spiegelmania. S P I E T E L. You wanted to get shipped one. Buy you. Yeah, you know, we're just on a bit of Google wish list. Hey, she's alive. Yeah, she's got an arrow in her. Oh, she's alive. Now look, she's in love. she takes the arrow out, right? Well, shouldn't and do that. what does Robert Downey do? Shoots another arrow at the exact same spot. <laughs> oh! You like you were inviting. Jesus Christ, how did yeah. they do that effect? What does it all mean? What does if, that have to do with it? Anything like throwing a That must have been painful. It looked like they shot an arrow at her. Unless they did some kind of tricky animation. All right. So now, you know, cholera really hates Jesse. And Jesse right. professes his love for her. Oh, well, that's one way to end this movie. And now we have an unrealistic sex scene. Yeah. Jesus, I'm coming. Well, she she calls out Jesus' name. She doesn't have to remember that name. Yeah. My name is Jesse, not Jesus. Damn it. Damn it. All oh, right. His name is Jesse. I forgot. Wow, look at him. He's got cholera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he caught cholera. Man, this is a little... He's playing her nipple. But the thing is, they're not even having intercourse. Like a duck. 
Okay. It's a hug. Oh, they are. I think you said she was a good actress. Are you kidding? <laughs> you think you're faking it? Right. If I married her, I'd be like, you're faking, you're acting. No, honey, I, I really was. I love everybody. <laughs> that was your line from from Greaser's Palace. No, uh, it just slipped out. Uh. <laughs> they fucked the wheels off. Oh my god. Now he's. Uh, I guess he's in the outhouse, and maybe we're getting the final. Yeah. I was wrong about that. Well, listen, if you introduce an outhouse in Act 1, you have to bring him back in Act 3. Everyone knows that. But, uh, yeah, but he. Uh... <laughs> now is everybody happy that yeah they are now look look what just happened what everybody's dead all the floors oh there's the well down no, it's back to that Indian Pueblo for no reason. Now look, Greaser's alive. Why? Why is he alive? His whole place mm -hmm. just blew up. Okay. Well, he's our, our house is protecting him. No, he's oh, back with the cowboy. No right, and he was never with the cowboy. We saw him that two times. He's yeah. not doing anything with cholera, and they just had that moment. Right. Thank you. The Marlboro County is this way. I'm going. I'm sorry. I'm only going as far as Marlboro County. He's going to Jerusalem. I don't want to leave. You're going. I wish I was. <laughs> nobody knows who I am, and nobody cares. Whoa. That that shot was one take. Yeah. It looks like a good movie. Like if this was a screenshot and I read about it in a book, I go, "Oh, this looks yeah. interesting." I think this is God's Son and Holy Ghost. I think. Yeah, I don't remember this guy. His beard looks familiar. Yeah, like God. Oh, awkward. And if I could give you advice, do not eat the cotton candy around here. I'll stick to your face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so they said you got to go. And oh, the little leave. tramp. The little yeah. tramp. Huh? I'm off to my competition. Oh, no. It's that woman who's holding the film together. Well, she surely must be dead at this point. At this point. Look, she's breathing. She's breathing. Yeah, I know. What's not a good actor? Who is that? Is that Zizu? I guess so. What's the point? Now, 139 people thumbs up liked this film, but six of them didn't. 
<laughs> Was it? Are you one of them? No, I'm gonna be seven. I'm doing it right now. Thumbs down. Seven. I dislike this. <laughs> this. This is what they need on oh, Facebook. I'm gonna say I like this. Well, I have to sign in because I'm on Microsoft Edge. What's that? Now what's going on? How come the film isn't over yeah, yet? He's having a blowjob, Carl. I don't think so. Oh. Hammer down. This movie has an ending. You're absolutely right. That's a very astute point. It's still going. Now what was she banging? We've seen everything we need to see the, his hands, right, into a cross. Check out this next song. It's a real banger. Oh, the with the penguin. It's a stuffed animal whale. Sky's the limit. Oh no, there's the limit. Oh, this is hitting it on the head, right? Isn't that a little? This is the start of Wizard of Oz. Isn't it gilding the lily? This scene is in the R-rated movie uh, version of Wizard of Oz. Where they get the R-rated version of Wizard of Oz? What are you getting at? When they meet the scarecrow, he's nailed to a cross. And the blood's coming out of his hand. <laughs> oh, wait. Everything's all right. Robert Jr. It's Iron Man. He's back. I thought he snapped his thumb. He's alive again. Reincarnated because Jesus died? You get eternal life? Well, wasn't there a mural saying R.I.P. Iron Man painted all over the city? <laughs> well, the day is done. Who's this guy? Is that Zeus? Is that no, that's like, I don't know who it's it is. It's kind of candy not. guy. But it's over. So what did we learn? A family was murdered. By who knows who? Oh, they're walking the He was crucified. They came back to life. Yes, check. Check. I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. But there's the sun. Oh, I look. It turns out I cannot yeah, thumbs down again. If I thumbs down again, it goes up. So I can't make. Oh, the oh, weird. Like. <laughs> and now the plot holes walk into the sunset. Right into the sunset. <laughs> A long sunset. Oh boy! Even your Zoom show last night didn't end this long. Didn't take this long to end. That's it. That's it. Nothing else is gonna happen. All right. I guess the sun. So none of the characters are gonna walk in the screen and go, "That's a pretty sunset." Uh-huh. So what boy, did you think, Mike? What did you think of the film? Everyone knows what I think. Well, Carl, this is the end of our movie. Uh, I can take it from the second I, we before we even recorded this that you hated this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I, it, it's just a tease for me because I want to watch every single movie Robert Downey directed, and they're <laughs> so hard to find. So you find one, and it, it was short on my expectations. I, I was hoping it would have a little more 
weight to it or a little weirder to, to kind of hold it or, or more parody. But yeah, uh, yeah, I would recommend it. I would definitely see you it. Would recommend I would go to a drive-in. No, I'm kidding. Now, <laughs> it didn't get generally good critical reviews. It was not a commercial success, but it's endorsed by Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> well, you, you are right that uh, uh, nothing happened. So that kind of hampers what could have been something watchable. Right. So, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was no Mad Magazine presents up the economy. But it was no pound. Like, it just it, it just whets my appetite because I want to see the movie where all the human actors play dogs, including Robert Downey Jr. And I want to see all those other films. But I don't you know. You watch another one of his, and you're just like, well, gosh, what, you know. Anyway, so, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our movie. Uh, we do this every week. I should mention, if you enjoy watching these movies and listening to us on YouTube and listening to us, go ahead, uh, since you're on YouTube, check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. It's by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl spends a lot of time. He syncs up the podcast with the yeah. movies, and you get to experience them all in one go. Uh, and uh, we'd love for you to check it out. Do not uh, like or subscribe. Uh, <laughs> we just want you to know it's out there. Now, as I say, the premise, check us out. You can go to mutinyradio.fm and go to the podcast archive, and you can listen to all four years of our show at LWAFLMOYT. We're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full Life Movie on YouTube. Carl, what a pleasure again to watch Good another to movie with you. Just uh, Creatures Palette. All right. I'll see you next time. See you, man. Bye, audience. Let's watch a full length movie. On YouTube with Mike Hi, this is Carl. Uh, I, I'm Mike's friend. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets and made champagne tickles my nose. I love to pee down. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with
When I roll up, they be like, hold up, who is that there? You play a bite and tell it, Brago, baby, get that clear. It's that shit to do it bigger than I've ever done it. You can hate it or love it, but I'ma keep it 100. I'm out in public, campaigning the politics, and I ain't getting any younger as long as the clock is ticking. So I'm on a mission. When I'm spitting, the masses stop and listen. Ain't no competition gonna make me quit or lose my vision. Slow sipping the Henny Black, that's on any track. Constantly showing my city love, and I get plenty back. I got game like Connect Four, cause I've been Talking it up from the artists I got respect for. And that right there is a fact right there. I keep it real in my music. You ain't about that life, player. Let me remind all of mine we doing this full time. Could have told a life of crime, but I'd rather be shooting rhymes. Pushing this whole outbound movement. Got my neighborhood right behind me, and we recreating a blueprint. My nigga Freak Show hit me with this beat, though. And I won't miss like Steve Nash at the free throw. Nothing but dope like kilos of street snow. Stash under the seat while you visit your P.O. <laughs> But I'ma keep it legit, so turn me up real loud, homie, this is a hit. What's up?
listen to Mutiny Radio. Now the final hour. Good to be back. And glad we got our sound up and running again. Had it on the show early last week. So thanks to Bugs Bunny stepping up and issues with my iTunes right now. But I'm going to reboot that and we'll get back on music in a minute. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm to play you a lot of shit that I was going to play on the show last week. First off, I'm going to get into this new West Side Gun album. I put out this album, We Made the Sunshine. It is a debut album on Katie Records. It's the first Griselda solo record she dropped on there. Um, this album is really crazy. It's got this amazing production. Is on there and really made the album what we wanted to be. Play my favorite song off the album right here. This joint's called Tank Dynasty, featuring Stove Dog Cooks, Destiny Mac, El Camino, Mo Crazy. Stobie's home, I spend keys to gold, saran wrap on the floor, been ripping them like Bruce Bowen. My young boy got the pole, a stock went up though. He said now he want 20,000 to get him gone. I said last week you shot a nigga over emoji. Followed him home and ran him up the steps like Stallone. With the Uzi bag on to catch the shells like Julio Jones. My plug look like Razor Ramon. I ain't saying I'm the end all be all. Fuck it, I'm the end all be all. You laughing at the list they ain't putting me on. High stepping on the bricks like Dion. I fucked up the summer. I did. Make sure you tell them niggas back there in the office count numbers. Don't ever judge a book by the cover. Bitch, judge a cook by how it bumps. Stone. Yeah, yeah. Page of conductor knack, nigga. Superman knack. Captain Axe Sparrow. <laughs> Lo verdadero pirata. ¿Cómo entiendes? Entregamos a Jay. Ya niggas know the story. So glory. Hey yo, uh-huh. I need my niggas to come back from the past without me having to manifest through this fly lift. My nigga Fuji was the heart of my tragic ally. My nigga Diamond was my partner and my first barber. Yo, the nigga had me late night. Studio with other guala guala niggas talking numbers. Now the hustle be jumping like Cowabunga. Hit you niggas with fat shit. Threat the Uno was never 28. Never needed to hustle OT, but niggas come from OT to see me. So my connection was impeccable. Now exceptional yeah. bones used to bring them through when they was blue. 
He let me hold a few, then the fifth came a week old. The pressure was uncontrollable, yo. It's time to get this money back and longer. Let's get this back. Better have your ratchet on your cribs, California. Dominicans don't pay for Marsh in the Heights. Selena Lawrence Santa Domingo. Get the grams of the grass to the gringle. You focusing on your next single. I'm with your bitch trying to mingle. Rich Puerto Rico, Francisco. Francisco. Bring them in through Haiti, Coast Guard. Easier to pay off. We ain't playing games and ain't trying to take a day off. Twenty ten, I made a hundred in the street. Niggas was furious. Thought he's watching my elevation. Plus, weird niggas hating on me, and they was curious. Lactose made I live in luxury. Everything we touch in the Golden State, like the Warriors, nigga. Yeah, shit's alchemy, my nigga. Whoa, go Versace frame, live glorious. Oh, yeah. You know the story, kid. You know.